Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. Have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? This is a question the Apostle Paul asks his readers and listeners in the churches of Galatia. I am telling you the truth. You had received me as a brother, as an angel almost, as Jesus Christ himself when I first came to you. I told you the truth then, I tell you the truth now. Have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? We are in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 16. This is sort of true in our present day experience too in many situations. Very often we prefer for people to tell us what we want to hear rather than what is true. However, before God, truth is all that matters. And it would be wisdom for me to be committed to the truth before God because ultimately all things are tested, sifted, judged, discerned by the judgment of God. He is the one before whom all things have to stand in terms of their truth and he's the one before whom we have to stand. The Apostle Paul had brought the message of the gospel to other various parts of the Roman Empire in the first century. They had received, many had received the message, many. In fact, a small portion of the overall population had received the message. And later on, someone else had gone into their midst and distorted this, the the pure message of salvation through faith in Christ by saying, Believe, of course, but also do these things. And he's now concerned about how he is being viewed and received by people who had at one time received him very warmly, with great love. He says, simply by telling you the truth have I become your enemy. And this change of disposition, of attitude on the part of his listeners, the recipients of his letter, is owing to the influence of certain people who have kind of made their way into the midst of these groups. And about them, the Apostle Paul has a few things to say. Galatians chapter 4 from 16 on, Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They that is, those who are influencing the Galatians against the truth and the, pers- the truth that Paul brought them and the person of Paul, they make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. 
I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. It is part of our growing up that we acquire a right kind of wisdom about who really cares and who doesn't. There are many people that we might encounter who have sweet words to give to us. Never any criticism. But their concern for us also may only go so deep. And sometimes it's a harder lesson learned later than we would have liked in retrospect. That we understand that what we took to be better was in fact worse. What we took to be sincere was fake. What we took to be harsh and unkind was sincere and true. Here, in the case of the Apostle Paul and his relationship to the Galatians, in fact, there wasn't any kind of harshness on his part. It was simply people who had come with selfish intent and bad motivation to influence them away to get a following from them for whatever their agenda was. And sometimes we are not fully wise to how various agendas masquerade in the form of other things. They are often presented as well-intentioned, meant to be good, espousing some great ideal, but underneath they are are very selfish and individual ambition-oriented. These kinds of stories and facts are all around us all the time. There were people who had gone into the churches at the very beginning of Christianity. They had come without a genuine commitment to the message of the gospel. The Apostle Paul describes them earlier as having bad motives as false brothers who had come in on the sly, kind of snuck in to spy into the true freedom and liberty that Christians had. The true freedom and the liberty Christians had was nothing morally bad at all. The true freedom and the Christian uh, liberty Christians had was really a liberty from all of the fetters and bondages of external religion, of observing various rituals and regulations and days and outward rules. And they wanted to bring them back into a form of religion somehow. You must do such and such things on such and such dates or days of the year. You must practice such and such outward practices as a requirement of religion, as in fact a requirement for a right relationship with God and salvation. So they must have endeared themselves to the Galatians whom, about whom we are reading, in, by some form of flattery, some f- form of approach by which they presented themselves as well-meaning and good-intentioned. They make much of you, Paul says in verse 17 of Galatians 4, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. They have become endeared themselves or attempted to make themselves so special. And part of the strategy was then for them to make the Galatians not to listen to Paul anymore. Only listen to us. Shut 
them out from Paul, shut Paul out from them. Shut the truth of the gospel out from them through this fall love, a false love. They endeared themselves in order to bring them into bondage and observance of their own religion regulations. The gospel is presented freely. It appeals for a response toward God. It appeals to faith. It is voluntary. You come, and the message comes with divine evidence through the gift of His Spirit, through the change of life, even in our day. I have heard enough testimonies of those who have come to Christ through simple faith, and their lives are changed. Their conscience is changed. Their habits are changed, not by imposition of external rules, but by the testimony of the Spirit who takes dwelling within their person and being and tells them what is right and wrong and what is pleasing to God and not pleasing to God. Now these people had come to influence them toward a form of religion away from the gospel. And the Apostle Paul has already laid out that this form of religion is immature. It is for infancy. It is for the minor stage of a relationship with God. It does not represent true maturity and adulthood. Christ brings us the fullness of things, the mature stage of standing with God. Christ is final. He is the ultimate. Through him we come into the utmost blessing. There's nothing to be added to the gospel to improve it. Anything added to the gospel takes away from the gospel. It does not improve it at all. It is not a principle to say the more, the better. The more regulations, the better. Not at all. That the true evidence of the life of God is the transformation of the person within. And that transformation consists of lifestyle, attitude, behavioral changes, inner direction of things approved by God, good conduct and character approved by God as revealed in his word. So in terms of human relationships that influence us, if they are not influencing us according to the mind of God, no matter how much love is professed, it is not true love. Ultimately, true love tells us the truth. Authentic love, genuine love, also is love for the truth. Anything that presents error, falsehood, no matter how much it pretends to love me, is not true love. It is always good, he says in verse 18, to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. We ought to receive Christ. We ought to rely on him alone. Our new life should manifest itself as the evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. It brings a life to be seen outside not in terms of external regulations of, or rules or observances, but of character. And this is how the Lord Jesus himself taught. He said, love your enemies. Why? That's what your heavenly Father does. 
So be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Do all things without grumbling and disputing, says the Apostle Paul when he writes to the Philippians, so that you may be children of God. Children of God manifest their character by their deep trust in God against all circumstances of life, by their manifestation of purity because God who called us is holy and we are called to be holy. We call him Father. So the true form of religion is to manifest the life of God in our life and conduct through the transformation that is brought in us by the Holy Spirit. So he says, My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Coming to Christ through faith is the new birth. And they had come to Christ by faith and now are under the influence of legalism and Judaizing. And they are going away from a true standing in the gospel to something that is less. And now he's concerned for them. You need to come back and find your footing, your standing again in the gospel. Christ should be formed in you. You must rely entirely on what he brings to us, both through his work and through the gift of the Spirit, all received through faith. He says, I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. I am worried for you, Galatians, because although you warmly, enthusiastically came to Christ by trusting and receiving the gospel, now you have placed yourself under the influence of those who preach a different gospel, which is not a gospel at all. I'm concerned for you. Come back to the truth. Stand in the gospel. Rely on Christ alone. He is the means of all that we need for a true relationship with God and authentic religion. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.